Do you hear that creepy voice? Recording in progress. <laughs> it's creepy. <laughs> so there's ways and there's tools, and this is something that you can use to help you figure out how not to be offended with someone. I mean, why wouldn't you want to know? Hey, if you don't know by now, I'm Jeanette. I'm your host. Welcome to 2022. New intro, same great podcast. Hold on, we're coming at you. Welcome back. You are listening to To an Extent. I have got a new voice for you. I've got my friend Tiffany here. Say hi. Hello, everyone. Um, so we are going to be talking all things Enneagram today. Well, maybe not all things, but we're going we're gonna to talk a little bit about it. So, right. But I figured before we get into it, we should probably introduce Tiff. I've known you for a long time. We have a, yes. a, a fun little history. If you ever get a chance, ask us about it. Uh, yeah. But tell us a little bit about yourself, Tiff. Oh my goodness. Um, so I'm married for, uh, I don't know how many years, 15, 16, somewhere in there. Is that bad? I don't know. That's but we do bad. have four kids. <laughs> so there's that. Um, yeah. So I, uh, do a lot of just different things right now. I'm currently working as our staff director at our church, uh, which is kind of where some of the Enneagram stuff is came in to my life because just trying to become more aware of who I am, as well as understanding other people and how they work and how to use this tool to help collaboration and help team building and help uh, just move an organization forward. So I guess, I don't know what else you would like to know. No, that's perfect. That's perfect. Okay. So how did you, how did you get into the Enneagram? That's a great question. Um, I will be honest that uh, personality type stuff was always something that I was never interested in. So it was, you know, when they ask you to take here, take one more of these quizzes. It's, uh, it's not something that I ever wanted to do. Um, but then when you get into your thirties, probably my mid thirties, I would say, um, I had this point where it's like, I really don't know who I am. So it's like, you, th- you think when you're, t- you're 20 <laughs> that you actually have it all figured out. Let me tell you, you don't have a clue. So not even, close. And even now I'm not quite 40 yet, almost there, but still it's just, it's just now becoming, it was about that time where I was becoming more aware of, I need to understand who I am. And so that's where I started to dig in and uh, someone told me about the Enneagram. And so I just got started by listening to podcasts, uh, read a couple books and I don't know a whole lot, but I know enough to have a conversation about it. And that's perfect. That's that's what we do here on To an Extent. We are not experts by any means, but we know about it. So it starts right. the conversation. So do you know what your number is? Are you willing to share your number? Sure. <laughs> um, I, I, I have finally, I think, landed on I am a three. But ask me tomorrow and I might tell you a different number. But <laughs> I have I have considered myself to for almost every single number. But what I have found, there was a podcast I recently listened to that really helped me decide, no, it is a three. Because a three, if you know anything about threes, uh, there's that level of um, deceit. So they like to wear masks um, and because they are all about success and achieving. And so sometimes they'll be who you want them to be in any certain uh, situation. And so I think that's where I found myself get really lost in life is because who do you need me to be? And I would be that and I would try to be as successful as I could be in that situation. Um, and so, uh, so that's why I landed on. That's probably who I am a three with a strong wing too. Okay. So 
I was I was just having a discussion with somebody the other day about when you when you put your number out there, that can be like, especially for somebody like me who's privacy and like I keep things close to my chest for the most part, like that can be a big step. So I am I'm pretty sure with your help, I think I, I helped figure it out. I'm a five. I'm yeah. an investigator. So but obviously we're already starting to talk about it. We should probably explain a little bit about the Enneagram and, and what it is and kind of what that over overarching scope looks like. Right. So um, interestingly, the, the word Enneagram, actually Ennea means nine. Did you know that? I and did not. That's a fun fact. Fun fact. Yeah, <laughs> fun fact. And obviously gram is to write or it can be a, a diagram. And so you get the Enneagram because if you ever saw it, you have the nine different personalities and you can see how they uh, connect in all kinds of different ways. And so um, I don't know how much you want me to tell about what I know about it, but it basically is each one of us is one of those numbers that can be something to the core of us of who we are. Um, it's a core desire, core fear, uh, core longing that we have. And uh, from that, we can see then a little bit of how we get things like wings and where we go in stress, where we go in growth. So you're not just one number, you're a makeup of a lot of different numbers, which is what the, I think the beauty of the Enneagram is. It doesn't lock you into this box where, well, this is just who I am. It helps you understand, uh, for example, when you're, when you're in a stressful time in life, why all of a sudden you seem to be acting a little bit differently than what is your normal. Um, so when you start to understand a little bit about who the core is, then you get to see like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm stressed out. Maybe there's something more going on here. So uh, the Enneagram has those nine different personalities and they all kind of work together. Does that make sense? That's perfect. No, that, that is great. Um, and just a quick rundown. I, I wrote this list up just so I remembered. And when we referenced it, I re remember what the heck we're talking about. So one is the reformer. A two is the helper. Three is an achiever, the achiever, which that's what you're, you're claiming on that one. Uh, four is the individualist. Five is the investigator, which is totally me. Six is the loyalist. Seven is the enthusiast. Eight's the challenger. And nine's the peacemaker. Right. And so, go ahead. No, what's interesting then is um, when you start to like try to figure out what your number is, is that there's different triads. So if you have those nine numbers, you can actually look, there's three different triads that go together that you can start to pinpoint where, where you're located. So on, uh, when you look, if you, it, we would start with eight, nine, one, that actually is one triad, which is uh, the gut triad or the instinct triad. Then you have two, three, four, which is the heart triad. And then you have five, six, seven, which is the head triad. And basically those different triads tell you how you take information in and how you process different things. So the gut obviously is somebody who's just, they're going to go by what's inside of them. Like what's their gut instinct on, on certain situations. A two, three, four is going to take in and think about emotions and emotionally how they're responding to it. And then the other one is going to go the, the head triad which is your six, seven, uh, did I say that wrong? Five, six, seven. That's going to be thinking about your head and how you process and you, you think through all the different things. And all the worst case scenarios and every opportunity that will never actually happen. <laughs> yes, exactly right. <laughs> uh, and I, as, as we're talking about, I'm thinking about all the different people that, that I encounter in, in everything that I do and just 
how diverse everybody is, but how, I don't want to say simplified, because this is not simple. This is not a, not your a B, but just how, how different and how each person plays a certain part in what we do in a daily, daily basis. Right. So, um, so obviously you, you've gotten into it with what you're doing for, for work. And I think, um, it's, I've enjoyed getting into it here recently. It's, it's starting to catch on in, in my job and it's definitely a, an ever growing thing. Why do you think it's so important? Oh, wow. Um, that's a loaded question. I really, it helps you with relationships. So uh, I started it more investigating about myself and using it for how working with people. But if I go just to working with my husband, my spouse, and knowing his number, (laughs) it tells me so much about our relationship and how at times I can look back. For example, uh, a three, my husband is a nine. Well, at least I can't tell him he's a nine. He only is the one that can decide that. But we've had these conversations and we've talked about some of these different things. So we've settled on. He, I'm almost percent per, um, pretty positive he's a nine. Um, but when a three is goes into stress, which there's a number that it goes towards, it will take on some of the characteristics of the unhealthy nine, which an unhealthy nine becomes sloth-like. So a three, so when you take, you take the two of us, and if we're both in an unhealthy uh, part of our lives, if we're both kind of stressed and, and whatnot, we both can become where we just don't do anything. So it's been really revealing to help, like, why in some of these situations we just seem to get stagnant or can't seem to move forward or figure out a way forward. And a lot of it has to do with just at our core of who we are, Uh and and that we tend to retreat in those situations or just become like apathetic and not can't can't move forward and just don't do anything about it so it's really been revealing in our relationship of how our numbers work together does that make sense what i'm what i'm saying yeah no it does yeah so it's huge in relationship so for even for you Jeanette like you and I are friends so we've had lots of conversations and for a five you're an investigator So you love research, you love to understand. So you and I can sit sometimes and have hours of conversation, which I love. Um, But that for you is like, well, because you just let me ask you a lot of questions. And I don't always know the answers, but it's, that's how like our relationship built was just being able to know that I just can sit with you and have and talk with you. And, and it's, and it's helpful for you because you just want to ask questions about different things. And, uh, and that's how our relationship more or less built. Yeah. And I absolutely asked you all sorts of random, nonsensical, off the wall questions. And it was great. So, you know, like the hen, you know, how does we we had a whole conversation about eggs and chickens one time, but led us to Googling and it was a great conversation that we had. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm 100% happy. I think it was an earlier podcast that I, I talked about when in doubt, just Google it. Um, just the fact that the world's at your fingertips is phenomenal. So between right. asking questions and seeking out the info, my life is so much simpler when I, when I can dig into it. So, yes. So how, for instance, how are you using it? Obviously you said you're using it in your, in your marriage, but how, how would somebody use this out in their day-to-day life maybe? Oh man, that's, that's a great question. Um, I think, uh, especially when the, the tricky thing about the Enneagram is uh, you can really get caught up in saying, oh, you're this. Or, oh, there are that. 
which is dangerous. It's a dangerous uh, game to play because you can really box somebody into something that really they are not. Because the Enneagram, what it looks at is it's, it's at your core of who you are. And if you don't really know that, only you can decide what you are. Uh, someone can help guide you. They can help you think about that. But um, but you have to figure that out for yourself. So what, once you've had open conversations and you've identified that, um, it really helps you figure out how to work with other people. For example, the 891, uh, the gut instinct. I don't know if you realize this or not, but that triad actually can get very angry. Like that is anger is a, is a piece of that. Um, two, three, four, they, they live in shame. And then the five, six, seven live in fear. And so knowing uh, sometimes why like a number might actually get angry. So for example, an eight, the challenger, um, they're about justice. Um, All those numbers, eight, nine, one, they're about justice. And they they want justice for people in different ways and different reasons. Uh, But when you understand that, then when someone gets angry with you or they seem to be pushing, it helps you to understand like, wait a second, this isn't personal. This isn't a personal attack against me. What I'm seeing is this person is actually very uh, passionate about this or they're wanting to go to bat for someone. So I can step back and not be hurt or offended by the what they're saying, but instead see through their lens, see how they see, because really that's we're all made differently. And so it allows for us to take a step and look at what it might look from their perspective versus our perspective so that we can get past maybe offense. Because like, let's be honest, Jeanette, like the world (laughs) is full of offense, right? There's everything that you can do to offend. So if there's ways and there's tools, and this is something that you can use to help you figure out how not to be offended with someone because they see it from a different perspective. Why wouldn't you want to know more about this so that you can do more collaboratively together uh, in life? like Jedi mind tricks in real life right something like that (laughs) (laughs) so you you had mentioned earlier about wings and I know just a little bit about but can you can you elaborate on what a wing is and how you how you know maybe what wing you you are yeah so the so one thing I I should start with by saying is that the from what I understand again remember I'm not an expert to an extent, to the extent of my knowledge, um, I know that you, your core number does not change. So for me, a three, no matter what happens in my life, that three will not change. It's based off of uh, how, just who I am, what is, um, how I'm wired. Uh, it ha- it developed because of how I was uh developed as a child, my nurturing, my background, um, childhood hurt and wounds and all that kind of stuff. So that number doesn't change. Uh, but what does, uh, what we do from is that those wings are the, the numbers on the sides for you, for example, a five, their wing is a four or a six. And so sometimes it, I've heard it called your salt and pepper. So it's, it's those things that you can kind of pull into from each, each angle. So you can sometimes pull from a number uh, from a four and sometimes you can pull some attributes and some personality from a six, um, as to which one you are, whether you're a five wing four or a five wing six, it really is. I, I, that from what I understand can change. Like there are times in life where you might find yourself leaning more into one number versus the other. Um, so it's really just trying to, and some of it has to do with, um, 
just being an extrovert or uh, uh, introvert, those types of things. For example, a three, um, someone who is a three with a wing two, they tend to be more extroverted um, versus a three with a wing four tend to be more introverted. Now, we all have times in life where we become more introverted than extroverted and whatnot. So you can see where those wings kind of play in at different points in your life, depending on what's going on in your life. And so obviously wings are the ones right before it, right beside. Uh, do, do you ever pull things from a different, different triad? Yes, you can. Um, so there's, there's a point where uh, when you're growing, so when you're growing, when you're on a, on a journey towards health, you can actually go towards another, uh, another number, meaning that you begin to take on some of the, the healthier characteristics of that number. Uh, and when you're unhealthy, you tend to go to a different number. For example, I already gave that uh, when a three is in stress, it will tend to sometimes take on unhealthy characteristics of a, of a nine. Uh, when they are growing, they actually take on characteristics of a six, which would be in the, the head triad. Um, they become more loyal. They become more collaborative. Um, remember, a three is all about success. So when they're healthy, they'll start to look at how they can grow by working with other people versus, well, it's all about me and I want to be successful and I want, I want the attention. So healthier threes do it more like a six would do it. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. So there, yeah. there's, there's gotta be some, some, are there power numbers, like p numbers that just work really well together? Oh, I, you know, I don't know the answer to that. I, I know you can go to, there's different websites where you can look and like click and see the, how things work together. But that definitely that's, a, there is what those answers are. I, I don't know for sure. I wish I did. Because like, as I'm looking through the list, I'm sitting there thinking about people that I know are certain numbers and I'm like, I don't work well with them. So I'm sure there's got to be people who work really well together based on those. Well, for you, you're probably someone I'm guessing that likes to ask a lot of questions, right? I do. Because you want to, because you're investigative, you want to understand, you want to know how it works. You don't want to just be told this is, this is the you know, whatever, you just need to create it how it needs to be created. Well, you want to know why you do it that way, right? Yep. Absolutely. It's just, yeah. So you think about somebody who is very goal oriented, maybe wants to just push through very task driven, like, here's what we're doing. And they might push past, past the facts. I'm thinking of maybe an eight, like the challenger. I, I don't know for sure. But again, I'm not a, an expert, but they might want to just drive on past some of those things and, and think, well, you don't need to know, just do the job. Right. And you're like, but you don't understand. I would perform so much better for you as an employee. If you would explain this behind it, because that's going to make me like, Oh, I get it. Now that I understand that, like watch me go. And so that's the beauty about understanding that about people, because we actually will see the value that they add and like what things they need to understand so that they can feel that value in an organization. Gotcha. Yeah. No, um, for, for a three as yourself, what, uh, what have you learned about yourself through this journey so far that has just like maybe dynamically changed how you operate or just a, a fundamental understanding of, of interacting with people? Oh, 
<laughs> I mean, that was that's personal. <laughs> um I, I I mean this is still I mean it's still new. There's so many layers to this. I mean, we're just barely like scratching the surface of this conversation. I mean, you can get into just subcategories and all of that kind of stuff, which is something I don't know anything about, or stances, withdrawn stances, aggressive stances. Um, so there's all kinds of stuff that we can get into. Um, but I, w- I would say for the most part, what I'm seeing more of myself is I, I become more aware of um, just in conversations of that that mask that I can put on, that mask of just pretending like everything's okay, or I'm going to be whatever you need me to be in this moment, which there are times for that. Um, or how can I show to you that I'm successful and I'm achieving or, um, or on the other side of it, how I also think everyone else needs to be successful and achieve like me. So like my kids, <laughs> you know, where I can walk into the house and I can see that there's disorganization or there's things that's, uh, uh, that I'm not content with that. It's like, why didn't you see that you could have done X, Y, and Z while you were home, which would have been shown me that you're cheating, that you're successful. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> so, so it's just being more aware of that and, and not pushing that off on others, as well as not trying to uh, also pretend sometimes when I need to be real. So it's, it's challenged me to be more vulnerable um, to be more authentic about that, to be willing to have some harder conversations that maybe I wasn't willing to before because, well, if I say what I really want to say in this situation, you might see me as not being successful or you might see me as someone who is weak or somebody who is, um, you know, struggling. And well, a three, you can't, I can't have that. You can't know that I'm struggling because that means I'm not achieving. So, uh, so it's really challenged me in that, in that area. No, that's good. Um, I was going to say definitely as a, as a five, I'm understanding, understanding myself a little bit more. Cause I was between that and a six, the loyalist. Um, mm-hmm. Cause definitely the, yeah. So just going back and forth between those and learning a little bit more, I'm like, Oh, so that's not just because I'm quirky that like, that's other people feel that too. So that's, that's good to know as uh, a mom, are you starting to see the different personalities in your kids and how that interacts with, with your guys' relationships? Yeah. I, I mean, I can see a little of hints of it, um, but I, it's hard to say, you know, I've, I've even listened to some things where they're like, you should really not even take the Enneagram test until you're in your twenties. So it's, so it's, it's, it's trying not to also put them in a box too, to say, well, they're just this. And so I'm just going to think that about them. Um, but there's definitely, they all have little different personalities <laughs> and you definitely see some of that where like, for example, my third child, Amelia, she is just loves to be helpful. She is just a helper and she's always full of joy and she wants to please. So I can definitely see the two in her. Whether or not that's who she is, I don't know. But there's, there's, that's something I definitely see in her. But that's cool. So somebody who's wanting to learn more, maybe figure out their number or figure out how they work. Where, where did you get your start? Obviously, you said podcast and reading and all that. Where would you recommend to kind of get that started? Because obviously, with the Enneagram, there's also 
um, some, I don't know what the right word is. Definitely some dark sides of it. The, the, the fringe side. Yeah. Um, for, for me, one, you can take a quiz that that's a simple way. Um, although I've heard it say that they're not super accurate, that they're only about 45% accurate. So that might help you at least get in the ballpark for where you're at, but really you have to start looking at those core weaknesses, those core fears, those core desires that maybe you have. Um, and, and that's how you can determine what number for sure that you are. So taking a quiz will at least help you um, get started. There's some simple um, books that I've read. Uh, Ian Cron, I don't know if, you, if you've heard of him. I think you have. We've talked about him, The Road Back to You. Uh, it's a very simple book where it lays out and here's a, it, and this is kind of where I started because it has in the very beginning of the chapter, a list of things that describes you. And, and I'll be honest, like when you start to read the things about your number, it can make you feel a little bit like, oh, that hurts. <laughs> like, oh, that's, that's me. Like, oh, I don't like that. And you'll start to see some of that stuff where maybe you didn't notice it before, but it's like those things that you don't like about yourself. So he gives you that list to kind of look through and you can start to see, but then it digs in a little bit deeper and breaks down those numbers. So, um, I, I would definitely recommend that. Um, again, podcasts are things that I listen to because it's great to hear what other people have to say and to say, oh, I can relate to that. And I, I think that's where I finally was able to find out that that's where I am a three. And it was from listening to a gal talk about that, um, her journey of how she thought she was every other number. And it was like, oh, if this is just like me. So when you hear other people, it helps to connect the dots to say, I, I think that's probably where I'm at. So um, I'm trying to think, those those would be the main things. What about, uh, do you have any ideas or things that you've dug into? Uh, for me, it's just a lot of interacting in, in conversations and getting to talk about it because obviously you can read one thing, um, but when you get to talk about it, you see it in a whole different perspective. Now that mm-hmm. could be my fiveness of just like digging into it so much that I, I read myself to death and it, it's just on paper. Um, but I, you brought up an interesting point. And I think that's part of where it, it kind of helped me that point where it kind of hits you in the stomach a little bit. And you're just like, Oh wait, is that me? Um, I think definitely um, is something that you maybe aren't going to get a hundred percent from the books. Like you're going to be like, yeah, that's other, other people in that number, but that's not me. Um, so I think that's probably been my best. I, again, the road back to you. Um, and just kind of digging into it and seeing what's out there has been been helpful. You had brought up a point too about the 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 stuff about threes masking and like fives can just I can get so dig in, dug in on paper that I forget that the world exists around me. Um, there's also the flip side that yes, those can be not so positive, but there is the positive side. Like I can be that person that you have a problem that needs solved. I can dig into it and I, I can sit and stare at data where I think a three with, with masking and, you know, what do you need me to be can be the person that maybe in crisis can get the thing done that nobody else can because there's a job to be done. Am I right? Yeah. Yeah. There's definitely the, there's the dark side of it that we tend to talk about. Um, but there is that when you're, when you're in health and when you're working towards and you're growing, this is how you begin to use some of those things that could be dark to bring it into light. 
um, which is, yeah, so definitely something like a three is definitely an encourager or a cheerleader, someone who can um, more or less because of the mass, they can tend to relate to a lot of different people um, and then uh, and then help people, you know, and encourage them in different ways. So for sure, there's the light side. One the one of the people that I do like that I would like to mention, um, because I'm a faith person. Uh, so if, if any of you out there that are listening are, are faith, more faith-based person people, because the Enneagram can, like you said, it can get, you know, even people will say that it's, it's not, it's not godly. It's not. Uh, and so that's, that's a whole controversy in itself that I've never really delved into. Um, uh, but, uh, Beth McCord, she is someone who has dug in and used it to, uh, to turn into what does God have to say about this? Like, and, and how does, how would God see this number in their darkness and bring out the light in them? Uh, so I really enjoy her and she has a podcast and um, website. I think it's called your uh, But I love that she pulls faith into it and helps you to see how God sees you because really ultimately um, that's, that's the idea is that uh, the Enneagram you you're looking at, your identity of who you are at the core of yourself and how do I become, um, become full in, in Christ. And it's taking those places that maybe are, um, are that you would see as shame or that you would, or maybe if it's fear or if it's anger, depending on what triad you're in, um, how do you use those things and see what God has to say about that to push yourself so that you're not, of fear or so that you don't have shame or uh, that you're not angry. Does that make sense? So um, I definitely enjoy her because of the spin that she puts on it and, and the practicality that she brings God into it and speaks life into every single number. And then how all of those numbers working together, uh, really you get to see the fullness of Christ because we all are part of who he is. Absolutely. So obviously we we're just scratching the surface. There's a lot more to it, but I think, I think this is a good place to just kind of delve into it. If you've never heard of it, maybe this'll get you digging in more. Maybe it'll send you, send you running. I don't know. But um, yeah, I've, I've actually learned a little bit along the way. So my, my fiveness is very happy. I've got to ask questions, <laughs> but uh, is there anything, any, any last thing that you want to throw out there of anything that, maybe you think is worthwhile of noting? Oh, goodness. I, I don't. Um, I don't have anything. I'm sorry. I should have been better prepared. See, right now I'm thinking like you're not achieving in this moment because you have nothing extra to add of value and you should have been prepared with something like extraordinary to say. So I have nothing except for there you saw my threeness right here. <laughs> <laughs> not a problem. So like I said, guys, uh, we're talking all things Enneagram. So uh, if you have any questions, feel free to reach out on the socials. And uh, yeah, that's Tiff. Hopefully she'll come back and we'll talk more Enneagram soon. Uh, but that's all we've got for this episode to an extent. See you next week. Bye.